Welcome back to Banecdotes. And I'm your host, Phil Paxton. Thank you for tuning in to Banecdotes, Ontario's only heavy music-based podcast that showcases all sorts of music such as screamo, hardcore, deathcore, anything under that umbrella. Anything that's got some distortion to it, some grit, some screamo to it, you know, we do it all. Don't forget to like and subscribe, rate and review. And follow us on Instagram at Banecdotes. That's B-A-N-D-E-C-D-O-T-E-S. You can follow us on Facebook. And if you want to be a part of the show, if you want to be a guest on the show, shoot me an email, uh, banecdotes at gmail.com. Let's get started. So today my guest is Connor Scott, and he is the vocalist and... He is an influence behind the music of the band Underlier from London, Ontario. Now, when I had prepped questions for him, you'll even hear in the interview, I was totally under the assumption that he played guitar and screamed at the exact same time. Uh, And he quickly let me know that that was not the case. He says that he helps write and do what he can, you know, does tracks bass. And he does, I think he said he tracked a bit of the guitar as well. Um, so he's a bit of a jack of all trades, but specifically is only the vocals for Underlier. Uh, and I found that out during our conversation. Another reason why I thought he did both was because Underlier is a three piece. And I immediately just assumed that they were the Blink-182 setup. As in the sense there was, you know, a bassist, guitarist, and a drummer. And then one of them did vocals. But that, again, not the case. Uh, couldn't be, couldn't be more wrong with that. Just... Just the vocals. (laughs) Anyway, let's get to it. This is our conversation with Connor Scott from Underlier. You're listening to Banecdotes. Thank you. Connor, thank you for joining me today. How are you? I'm great, man. How are you? Doing well. So I've let the listeners know uh, what you do, but tell us in your words, your role in the heavy community. I do vocals in a deathcore band called Underlier. We're heavy and kind of meathead-like, so I don't know, man. <laughs> <laughs> That's perfect. That's great. Um, so uh, Reoccurring Ache was released in 2019. I know you folks had a tour scheduled with Lost Creation just before COVID yeah. hit last year. Yeah. Uh, what's Underlier been up to over the course of the pandemic? Writing and that's like about it we uh i don't know we've been trying to demo shit how our schedules are all like all over the place so it's been tough like figuring it all out but we almost have an ep done so you know that's great that's great my my band's been doing that the same uh as well we've been just like shooting like you know really rough demos back and forth to each other i mean and yeah. when, when we get into a room with each other we'll be able to work something with it from there but until then it's just there's just kind of ideas floating around um now underlier has been a band for for a couple of years now uh but how long have you been active in the ontario heavy music scene was underlier your first band what got you started playing no um Man, I've been actually like playing shows since I was like 13, 14. Oh, like awesome. Mid 2000s. Yeah. Um way back when, you know, when shows like 
had <laughs> like lots of people at them and like MySpace was a thing still. Yeah. I grew up in like Owen Sound, so like there wasn't much of a, a scene or anything, you know, pretty small town, but right. You know, there is a there's a few guys from Owen Sound that actually like are part of like the Ontario scene now. Like um the new drummer for Falsifier, Simon. Oh, We've cool. been like close friends forever. So we we were in a band together called While We Burn way back in the day nice uh that was like my first actual band but yeah underlier has been a band for longer than we've had music out like much longer um because like we put out our first ep in like 2017 yep but i joined the band as the last original member in like 2014 okay and then we just like none of us could like decide on shit so eventually we put it something out three years later <laughs> sometimes that's how it goes actually uh sinner when yeah. we first started um we we wrote a whole ep and i think we recorded it with somebody and then something happened and we were like let's just kibosh it and friggin we didn't like the sound it was going with or something like that and then we, so we just completely kibosh it and just started from the scratch so and that was like like two or three years it was, had already been being a band so yeah I, I i totally i can totally relate with that yeah like that's exactly what happened to us too <laughs> like word for word <laughs> <laughs> uh what kind of uh music did while we burn play like straight up that old school myspace deathcore like ripped off Whitechapel. like i'm pretty sure we had actual Whitechapel riffs just thrown in there same tuning and everything like notes <laughs> directly the same like actual ripoff we thought we were sick as fuck though because you know i was like 15 saying fuck you and shit on stage and i thought that was cool but you know hindsight 2020 <laughs> yeah uh so i'm always impressed with a vocalist who can simultaneously play an instrument but it's always especially impressive when a vocalist is screaming what led you to fill both roles in underlier uh Wait, what? <laughs> do you, do you I, play guitar and scream? Uh, I, I write guitar in the band. I don't play it live, though. Oh, just, really? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, like, we, the way we write music is uh, it's like me, Mitch, and Alex, like drummer and guitarist, respectively. Like, we're the three original members of the band. And, like, we write all the music together. So, like, half of the shit is, like, stuff that I came up with or, like, mitch or alex like it's basically just us but yeah no i just do vocals live um we i was gonna play bass live and do vocals uh for our one tour because we just didn't have a way to have like bass backtrack then but we bit the bullet and like got a setup for it so i didn't have to like relearn how to play the bass for all of our songs and figure out how to scream and shit <laughs> yeah because i was gonna say that that's oh, man dude that shit's so fucking hard like <laughs> i like i'll mess around with like an acoustic guitar and like try and sing and shit and i can't the coordination just doesn't it doesn't work my brain just disconnects <laughs> so yeah I, I saw a couple of your instagram videos and that's what actually led me to believe that you you, you played uh guitar as well um so yeah oh that, that, yeah, yeah that was my bad Oh, dude, no worries. <laughs> I mean, it looks like it because there's like, there's pictures of me like 
playing bass and like playing guitar like in a studio session <laughs> like for <laughs> underlier like it's yeah i maybe man maybe i'll take those down <laughs> <laughs> no that's like, fair I, <laughs> I definitely i'm like not that good at guitar or anything either so i don't think i could do it my my uh my other band hellbent is like we're we're like a three piece as well and like we're a very similar setup where matt and who plays bass uh also yeah. writes the guitar as well but he doesn't do it live and we also have like a drummer and then me who does vo does vocals so yeah i like i saw a three piece and like i immediately i just immediately assumed that it, that was the setup that's cool that's awesome that you still that you do the writing for the band like like you're still part of that in some way shape or form yeah like uh our first ep i don't want a bad mouth uh the guy we recorded it with because like he's a good dude and he he did a good job but we had to like cut a bunch of shit and he wasn't like taking anyone's like ideas so like that first ep we all die alone like it's kind of just uh what we had with out any of our like actual like ideas to take it further it's fucking sucked but right that sucks when that yeah. happens yeah it's fucking trash what have been some of your favorite ontario bands within the last year or so that's caught your attention oh man uh like the dudes in Brand keep blowing my mind, like Brand of Sacrifice. Yeah, oh yeah. That shit is like they hit Billboard. Like, come on, <laughs> I can't top that. Yeah, Life, Lifeblood, uh, like slaps. That's a really good record. Oh, dude, insane. I've been checking out like just homies bands, man. Like, uh, I'm a big podcast dude, so like, I, I don't listen to too much music anymore. Um. Like, I, I still listen to a lot, but, you know, like, uh, at my new job, I'm able to, like, listen to music and shit, so, like, while I'm working. So, I'll, like, throw on, like, a Perfect Limbs, like, album, and I still fucking love that band. And I hope they have, like, new shit in the works. I haven't talked to them in a while, you know, checking out just fucking everything. Rust, huge shout-outs to Rust. Yeah. Those are the boys. You guys are fucking sick. Thank you. Like sooner, Hellbent, shit pops off. Man, fuck, who else? I'm like drawing a blank. Like the dudes in False Fire, like homies. Oh, yeah. So nothing but love for those dudes. <laughs> no, uh, I, I noticed on, uh, on your Facebook that you mentioned something about looking for people to play Magic the Gathering. Oh, yeah, dude. I'm a fucking nerd. Yeah. No, I personally don't play, uh, but I do know some basic knowledge about the game. Uh, do you play with uh, proxy decks or do you play with real cards? Oh, real cards because, uh, you know, disposable money, disposable <laughs> income. Uh, what's that? Don't need it. <laughs> don't fucking awesome. need it. Do you play, uh, <laughs> do you play standard? I, okay. I play standard online. And yeah. the last, like, because um, there's, like, the Magic the Gathering Arena. Mm -hmm. And the last format, which was, like, a couple months ago, I got to, I got placed 96 out of, like, I don't know how many players in, wow. like, I don't know if it's, like, North America alone, but, like, that took forever. <laughs> I was, like, staying up all night, like, fucking nine hours playing that shit. Because it's, like, it's lockdown. What am I going to do? Yeah. Ow. What's the most expensive card you own? Oh, fuck. Um, my most expensive Magic card is nowhere. Okay, so I'm a huge Yu-Gi-Oh fan, too. Like, I'm, yeah. I used to play the shit out of that. Uh, the most expensive 
card or like product I have um, is like Yu-Gi-Oh stuff. Cool. And I have uh, the video game promo Blue Eyes White Dragon, which is like, I don't know. I think they sit at like five grand Canadian. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I I don't know. I have like a ton of shit like that for Yu-Gi-Oh. Magic's a little different because like I play casually like with my friends. Right. And uh, I play online. So my physical cards, I I think like the most expensive Magic card I have is like 200 bucks, which is like a lot of money when yeah. you break it down like it's cardboard. <laughs> shit shouldn't cost $200. Like. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know... I have it and it's sick and I play it and everyone hates it when I fucking do. What did you think about the secret layer uh, poster prints meant to look like tour posters? Was that an oh, M or an L for both of your passions overlapping? Honestly, it was like pretty sick. Yeah. Some of it was like, all right, this is like a little pandering. Okay. So they have like a, the new set called Heim, which is like Viking metal, like, just like meant to look like tough as fuck like a death album or some shit like that yeah and uh i was like it was definitely pandering because they have that coming out and they're like hell yeah let's just fucking get these like metalheads who play this shit to like buy up the super expensive product because like the secret layer drops are really hard to get and if you don't get them within like the first like hour of the sale right you're paying like fucking two hundred dollars for a card that technically is like four bucks like that isn't the alternate art so it's like what why am i doing this yeah so magic being in the realm of like you know you know pop culture nerdy things uh, do you play yeah. dungeons and dragons oh man i did so much i don't anymore but some of my friends have been talking about it and i was like okay if we're doing this you have to let me be the dungeon master and I get to come up with a fucking story and I'm just going to do like the most batshit insane stuff. I'm just going to write down like the most wild fucking story. Did, uh, did you have a favorite class or favorite race when you played? Well, the first time I was like, I really want to make, like I want like a character that's just like absolutely ugly. So I went with like an orc. <laughs> and i want it be, and like you know when you're like rolling for stats and stuff um i purposely was like i'm just gonna write like one for charisma which i don't i, I don't know i was like 16 and like i haven't fucking played dungeons and dragons in like over 10 years so <laughs> i i don't know it, it was sick looking back though i barely remember it but i remember like bits and pieces like my character got stuck in a wall and i'm like oh, okay well i guess i'm just gonna die what else can i do yeah really <laughs> like <laughs> such a weird like concept yeah it's 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 crazy that you can do pretty much anything in that game um so yeah let's actually yeah. let's move on to some anecdotes tell me some of your wildest stories for being on the road or in the studio or anything in between oh man it was so funny because like when we talked about doing this Instantly, I was like, hell yeah, I got to curate, like, the wildest shit that's ever happened. Lots of shit. I don't know why, but Montreal just seems to be the place uh, <laughs> for, like, three of these. So our first time, like, playing Montreal, um, we did it with Perfect Limbs. We, the show was, like, ass. Like, I'm not going to lie. It was 
garbage. But that that's not like the main point. We got a B and B in the it's literally called Gayville. Like okay. it's the like the LGBTQ plus community. Um yep. in Montreal. And we got this B and B that was meant for four people. And it was us and perfect limbs, two five piece bands at the time. So <laughs> ten of us in a place with literally like a bed, a couch, and like a chair. <laughs> <laughs> so we got there and like the place was sick, but just down the street was a karaoke bar. And uh, you know, we were all drinking, smoking weed, you know, doing some hood rat shit. We go to this karaoke bar and there's fucking drag queens and like just so many awesome people. And they're just like feeding us drinks and just like, giving me cigarettes and I'm like but like I literally that week I broke straight edge because I'd been straight edge for like ever (laughs) yeah on like completely unrelated note it wasn't like oh I'm going on tour like fuck this thing it was like no this isn't for me (laughs) (laughs) everybody's like drunk as fuck I'm pretty sure Owen from Perfect Limbs sang like damn it by Blink-182 and like the crowd was going insane (laughs) our old Basis did a fat lit by some 41 like cool and then i was going to do a freak on a leash by corn yeah just because i wanted to do like the like that stupid shit like i wanted (laughs) to do that uh but they like canceled it they were just like no you're not fucking doing this like you're too fucked up go away (laughs) so we go back to the bnb and uh we're rowdy as fuck still and uh it's against the law to like be on a balcony and like be loud i guess like past midnight in montreal that's like what people were telling us really yeah so and like we were trying so hard not to be loud but we were like whisper talking but also drunk as fuck and like high so we're like definitely not whispering (laughs) like just probably screaming and like this guy's like yo shut the fuck up go to bed and like one of the neighbors were like okay yeah fair enough we wake up in the morning to this dude laying on his horn in the parking lot and screaming me and our old bassist charlie we walk out onto the balcony and he's like which one of you fuckers parked here and we're like what like us and he's like come down here we're like no (laughs) go away (laughs) like it doesn't matter uh so after like an hour of him doing that and he was like screaming at us he's like my fucking spot this is my fucking spot just kept saying that we (laughs) went down and he like walks up to us not realizing there's 10 of us and he's like screaming and as soon as he sees us (laughs) he like instantly looks at the ground and uh this is like a quote that we just have now it just in our back pocket for whatever charlie just looks at him he's like yeah don't fucking look at me look at the ground look at the fucking ground and the dude just didn't say a word to us <laughs> and he just left his car like in that like near the parking spot and we just pulled out and like almost hit him what the fuck just happened <laughs> too early for this it was like nine in the morning after we had been like it was only a weekend here but like we we were out like till like three or four that night. I hadn't been hung over in like 
like I can't even remember the last time because like I was straight edge for like six or seven years something like that yeah so like the last time I was hungover was like in high school when I was like 20 something <laughs> and I'm like what the fuck is happening is this being hungover I don't remember this <laughs> I also have like a bunch of stories from like uh when we did our like cross Canada and uh U.S. tour yeah like, a couple years ago I think I think it was a couple years ago I don't know. Time doesn't exist in COVID. Oh, I know. It just it, like I can't even remember the last time we played a show. Yeah, and every time I say last year, I always I always mean 2019 because like 2020 just didn't happen. Yeah, like <laughs> last year, like when the fuck was that? Yeah, <laughs> it didn't exist. That tour was so much fun, so rewarding, but there were some really shitty shitty nights we were leaving thunder bay and we had already been on on the road for like i don't know a week week and a bit probably like 11 days i think actually was this um, the tour was this the tour with uh falsifier no uh this is with uh we met up with a band called bastion they're from vancouver i honestly don't know if they're still a band covid's claimed many you know yeah yeah uh, yeah uh pour one out for the homies but right uh, they they joined us in like Regina, which was like a few few days later, because um, this is like Thunder Bay. And then when we crossed over into the U.S., we met up with our like very very good homies in a band called Crown Magnetar, and they're like the most insane fucking deathcore band, man. Like just insane, like musicians, top notch. So we were leaving Thunder Bay, and it was. It was like 16 degrees, beautiful weather. You know, we're having, we're having fun. We're listening to K-pop. I'm smoking in the, in the van, you know, just enjoying life, having a good time. And then we just, like, I, I don't even know how to describe it. It was like one minute, it was sunny and nice and like not cold. And then I swear to God, like 20 minutes into us driving, just a flash like blizzard like whiteout blizzard like there are these fucking semi trucks just barreling past us there's a suv in front of us and uh i don't know why they thought that this huge truck was gonna slam into them so they swerved slammed on the brakes and it was either we take the ditch or we take death you know we just commit die right fucking run into this truck so uh we're like yeah look the ditch sounds good go into it and we call a tow and this car just drives off like the suv that fucking ruined our lives drives away no problem they're stoked i'm like oh we're fine we call a tow and the guy's like yeah i'll be like nine hours nine hours brother in a fucking blizzard no like this is not okay we're gonna die but there was like an opp officer driving by and he pulled over and i was like yo man like we we're not gonna like ditch our trailer because he was like telling us oh like if you just ditch the trailer i could probably you guys could probably push each other out and we'll just come back for it And i'm like no dude like we gotta be in winnipeg tonight like we don't have a choice well, i'm just like man if you have shovel like if you have a shovel we will just dig ourselves out. It's not that deep. And he was like, okay, yeah, I don't have one. All right. So I'm like Googling. I'm like, okay, there's one, 
literally like 20 minutes away, man. Like there's a fucking hardware store. Please just, just take me. He's like, I'm not going to do that. All right. Hands us road flares and says he's, he'll be back in an hour. He comes back in an hour and he's like, still no, still no toe. I'm like, no, fuck dude. Like we told you it's going to be nine hours. I was like, if you have a shovel, we, we need a shovel. And he's like, I don't have one. <laughs> Drives away again. Comes back another hour later. And then, but this time with his partner. And his partner comes up and we're talking to them. And we're like, man, if you guys just had a shovel, we'd be able to dig ourselves out. And the partner's like, oh, we got a shovel. It's been in the back the whole time. Oh. I'm like, so I've been freezing, like, De- destroying my phone and my data trying to figure out where to go and like if i can walk to get a shovel and you've had them the whole time and we've been waiting two hours and i was we were fucking pissed and then like i almost died like shovel- shoveling us out and like pushing the fucking van yeah i just got sucked right under but <laughs> and then on our way like we're literally 30 minutes outside of winnipeg same day and just hit a patch of black ice and get tossed into uh, the ditch on the transcan. Oh boy. Just <laughs> like, all right, I guess this show is just fucking cursed. Jesus. But we made it to the show and the fucking worst part of it all, we got paid with a really shitty joint. Oh. The dude, the dude was like, I don't have your guarantee. And I was like, there's an ATM right there. He's like, yeah, the ATM doesn't work. <laughs> it's like, sick. Damn. He's like, I got, I got 20 bucks and a joint. <laughs> we'll take it. We'll like, take it. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, man. Very sick. We had to pay so much money for this tow, too. Like, because when we failed the, like, on the transcan, I had to call the cops because none of us had service. Okay. And like, I only had like the emergency call. Mm-hmm. so i was like can't call a tow like maybe we can call like 911 and just request them to send a tow and uh <laughs> like i told them that i was like yeah no we're perfectly fine like no one's hurt nothing's wrong they send like a whole crew uh but like it was just happenstance that like a tow just drove past us and he was like yo you guys want some help and like yeah please yeah. <laughs> pull us out like we got to fucking go, brother. I'm glad you guys didn't get hurt during that. Oh, like, there are so many moments on that tour we could have died. Like, more than just, like, that day. <laughs> we, uh, when we were driving uh, to Vancouver, we had to drive through, like, I think it was Crofton. I don't know if it was Crofton. I, fuck, I can't remember where it was. But there was an avalanche on the road like five minutes before we got to it wow and and if we got there five minutes earlier and we're like driving we would have been like taken out by an avalanche like what (laughs) what the fuck (laughs) it was just like final destination type shit all tour jesus escaping death left and right oh man it was like it was kind of sick though because I had all these like cool stories, like yeah, I almost died. Like, fucking death can't take me. <laughs> I mean, one day. That's months from now. Yeah. Maybe later. I don't know. <laughs> I, th- I think the, one of the best stories that 
that we have is like actually when we met up with Bastion, like the first day, uh, we played Regina, which I don't know if you've ever been to Saskatchewan. I haven't actually been out west. Uh, I've been out east, but I, I haven't been out west Dude. yet. Tell me about Regina. Oh, man. Regina? The name that rhymes with fun. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this place, exact opposite. Not fun. <laughs> <laughs> like, honestly, the, the show was sick. Like, we had a good, good show. The promoter was awesome. And this story is about the promoter. Like... I fucking can't remember his name though. And I was like trying to look it up and I couldn't remember because he has like a, a Facebook tied with his wife okay. that he added me on, but I can't remember what his name is because it's his <laughs> wife's name and not right. his. <laughs> but uh, so like we got to the venue, uh, Bastion had like this crazy light set up. So like they had like boxes and boxes and boxes of like, wires and shit and like they have like the craziest gear good dudes like great band but the promoter was just like talking to us he had like a super thick accent like i can't even pin down what kind of accent it was he like he was just talking to us and like asking us he's like oh what are you guys doing tonight and we're like i don't know probably gonna drive or sleep in a walmart he's like no he's like no I'll fucking crash at my place man i'm gonna fucking crash at my place and I'm going to fucking feed you guys. My wife's going to fucking feed you guys. That's literally how we talk. And it was the <laughs> funniest shit. The later it got, the more drunk he got, the more fucked up he got. And he just like started slurring words. And it was so funny. After the set, we go back to his place. <laughs> he's like telling me, he's like, my wife's going to fucking cook you fucking steaks and shit, brother. And I'm like, Oh, uh, dude, I'm vegan. Like, I, I, I don't eat that. He's like, all right, we got fucking food for you. Don't fucking worry, brother. Don't fucking worry. I'm like, okay, all right. <laughs> we get there, and he's just like, he has this big, like, plastic jar that's just full of weed. Okay. And he was, like, trying to, like, get the lid off, but he couldn't. So he just pulled out a knife and just started <laughs> stabbing the thing, like, just violently. And just, like... Everything was, like, in a baggie, too. So, like, there's just, like, little stems flying out everywhere. And just, he's fucking, <laughs> like, laughing. Drinking fucking, who knows what. I can't. He was, like, t telling us, like, how cheap beer was there. But when we went and bought, like, a, I think we bought, like, a 12 case of, like, fucking Budweiser, right? Like, nothing fucking crazy. And they were cans. They weren't even bottles. Like, and I think it cost us, like, almost 60 bucks. We were like, brother, this shit is not cheap. Yeah. This is like, this is fucking highway robbery. Like, <laughs> what fucking beer was it? There was like this beer, and he's like, man, you, you didn't even get the good stuff. He's like, you have to get this, the Saskatoon Champagne. Saskatoon Champagne. That's what he called it. And I, I, I was like Googling Saskatoon Champagne too to like <laughs> find the fucking brand, but I couldn't. That's and, amazing. <laughs> uh, we had been like, we'd already been on the road for like two weeks at this point. So we're like, all right, let's just fucking camp out downstairs in this guy's basement and just relax for a bit, you know, have a couple pints, just hang out. He's like hanging out with the guys in Bastion who like, it was their first day of tour. Like, so they weren't 
exhausted yet. They're having a party upstairs. And this dude fucking comes downstairs and he's like, what's fucking wrong with you guys? You don't want to party with me? <laughs> I'm like, dude, we've been on the road for two weeks. And he's like, it's all good. It's all good. And he just sits down like almost on top of me. Like just <laughs> directly beside me, puts his arm around me and just starts like telling us about all these bands that he's like booked and shit. And just like heavily drinking the whole time. He's just like telling us all these fucking crazy stories, getting drunker and slurring his words even more. And then it's like three in the morning and he's like stolen booze from us. Like <laughs> we had a we had a little like bottle of like whiskey with us, and he was just like, I can't drink whiskey, my wife gets mad. And then he would just like take a swig of it. And like pretend like no one saw it, and he'd just be like, "Oh fuck, my wife's gonna fucking kill me, man!" <laughs> <laughs> like, holy shit, dude. Uh, he like got up and started like he stumbled out of the room and turned the lights off. He's like, "You fucking guys have to go to bed." He's like, "I gotta get up at fucking eight a.m. to get my fucking leg done because I'm getting a new, new tattoo, brother, at the fucking convention. So like, you gotta get up and you gotta fucking leave eight a.m." And we're like, all right, sounds good. He walks away. We start like giggling because like, this dude's too much. Like, <laughs> so much to handle. And then he comes back down. He's like, all right, shut the fuck up. And go to bed. I got 8 a.m. You guys got to get up. And he just like keeps telling us this. <laughs> like we can't stop laughing because he keeps coming down and fucking saying it, repeating it. So we got up like three hours later at like six. Did you fucking eat last night, guy? And I was like, oh, no. And he's like, my wife made you a bagel. I'm just like, what? <laughs> like, that's what you remember from last night? Yeah. That I didn't eat? And then we just left because they're like, yeah, let's get the fuck out of here. Made you a bagel. I like that. I mean, what what does that even really, like, you know, t- she toasted a bagel for you. Yeah, like, there was no butter. <laughs> there was, like, there was no cream cheese or anything. Because, like, obviously, I'm vegan in fucking, like, meat country. So it's like, whatever. Right. I don't care. I don't expect anything. I don't even expect the bagel, but he's <laughs> like, my wife made you a bagel. That guy sounds like a handful. Oh man. I love him. Like <laughs> I want it. I want to like, I want him to be like a sketch comedian. His voice is just insane. Oh man. Later still on the like, like Canadian part of the run. When we got to Edmonton, we got, so we had a show after Regina that we were supposed to play in uh, I think it was Lethbridge Alberta and uh, it was like a six six or eight hour drive and the guy straight up that day was like oh by the way I'm not giving you money to play the show you're not getting paid oh. so we're like then we're not playing the show <laughs> yeah. yeah and we just we drove to Edmonton instead we just hung out at the West Ed mall because like dude that thing is insane but before that on the outskirts of like pretty much on the border of Alberta and Saskatchewan there's a place I think it, it might have been Battle Creek or Battle Axe Saskatchewan okay and they had this massive dispensary so I was like okay we're going like <laughs> you know I gotta go yeah we went in and they were like actually selling blunts like pre-wrapped blunts cool so i'm like all right me being the fucking coward i am 
uh, I can't handle like high THC. That shit like bugs me out. Yeah. So I got these like hybrid, like super high CBD and like pretty low THC, uh, like blunts, like pre-wrapped blunts. I was like saving them for when we got to Edmonton because we were like, let's see a movie tonight on our day off, essentially. Yeah. So we get to the West Ed Mall and like there's the Cineplex IMAX theater and Captain Marvel had just come out. Like it was like that, I'm pretty sure that week, I think it was a Friday that we got there and like that Friday was like opening night for it. So like, <laughs> let's see fucking Captain Marvel. Let's shotgun some beers and fucking smoke blunts in the parking lot of West Edmonton Mall. <laughs> like a bunch of fucking hood rats. So we did that and forgot to buy our tickets <laughs> like early. <laughs> so when we got there, we were both like, it was me and our fill-in bassist, Lucas, for that tour on like the very first aisle at like the very uh like furthest left end okay. and then mitch and alex were on like the opposite side like in the furthest right of the very first aisle <laughs> so we were just like watching this like completely fucking blitz like super drunk super high tons of kids in this first row and we're like cranking our necks to like watch this movie because like the screen is curved and like we have to curve <laughs> and I remember just like absolutely nothing of the movie except for this one guy had like a really shitty Australian accent and said something like, uh, let me say that. So I just like, <laughs> I don't know why that registered in my brain. So that night when we were trying to sleep, I just kept saying like, uh, let me say that. <laughs> and, like, it just haunts everyone's fucking dreams in that van now <laughs> just like oh man that that was a fucking sick night because i we didn't get a whole lot of time to like chill on that tour it was like drive 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 don't fucking stop driving like yeah especially because when you have to like travel canada through canada it fucking sucks yeah like leaving ontario like to go out west was a nightmare it takes a while to get out of ontario yeah man it, it like to get to thunder bay that takes forever and then it takes even longer to just get out of thunder bay <laughs> and into like manitoba and shit and manitoba is a shot fucking province that place sucks <laughs> i'm i am, will not pull punches on that fucking province that place sucks <laughs> Winnipeg fucking blows. Yeah. Have you played Winnipeg? Oh, yeah. We played Winnipeg and it sucked. It was awful. Never a good time, eh? No. And I like I don't know what it is, but the, the best show we played on that tour, uh, like on the Canadian side of it, was like Edmonton. Edmonton was insane. After we were done playing, everybody who was there was like, I was helping everybody like take shit off. Like I was like, we were loading out essentially, but this dude was like, Hey man, uh, good set. Just so you know, there's a lineup at your merch table. And I was like, all right, like whatever. It's probably like two people. 
And then I noticed that the line to like leave the venue was actually the line to our merch table. Oh, wow. (laughs) Wait, what the fuck? And dude, we sold like, we almost sold out of merch that night. Like actually almost sold out of merch. It was the most like humbling, insane experience I've ever had in my life. And like people were like just talking to us like we were the sickest fucking band. <laughs> All right. Like I've never been treated like this before. This is fucking weird. <laughs> it's always a good moment. I always re- oh, I cherish yeah. those moments. Man, it was the sickest thing. And like people were like asking me to like sign CDs and shit and like take pictures with them. I was like, oh, like uh, we're not a big band. <laughs> like, I appreciate you want to like remember this moment, but it also could be because I just talk so much shit when we play live. Like, I just say the dumbest shit that comes to my mind. <laughs> like, I'm pretty sure I told everybody to snort coke that night. I can't remember why. I, <laughs> I think I just said, like, drugs are so cool. And then I was like, you should, everybody should just snort fucking blow tonight. Like, <laughs> I don't know why, like, I don't, I have never done cocaine, like, I don't know, I don't know, dude. (laughs) That's great. (laughs) Would you say Edmonton is probably one of your favorite cities you've ever played in Canada? Oh, dude, hands down. Hands down. Hands down. Yeah, one of the sickest spots. It, like, it reminds me of when we played uh, Quebec City. QC was fucking tight for us. Yeah, that's a a play. I, I really enjoy, I like Quebec City. Like, not only because we've had some really good shows there, um, but, like, the the scenery there is actually absolutely gorgeous. Like, the cobblestone oh, yeah. roads and stuff. Oh, yeah. It's sick. We uh, we played with a, a band called Spill Your Guts, and their bassist uh, was French-Canadian. They actually grew up, like, three hours away from Quebec City. And uh, uh, we had this whole bit on stage where, like, I would say something, I would like, you know, do some crowd uh, banter and, and I, I wasn't getting much of a reaction. So I'd be like, Jan, get up on stage. And we actually had him do like, we were like, bing, bong, bong. And he would do like, <laughs> and he would do like all of whatever I was saying in French. It was a really good bit. And then, uh, that's so funny. He would go off stage and then, uh, you know, we'd play a song and then I'd do a bit more crowd banter. And again, no one would react. I'd be like, all right, we got to get Jan back up here. And it, like, we did it like two or three times and, and the, the crowd loved it. They thought it. And then after that show, we had someone pull us aside and said like, you know, we all understood what you were saying the entire time. You definitely didn't need to get him to do that. And we're like more of a yeah, exactly. reason we did it. It's sometimes people think I'm serious when I say things on stage. I'm not a serious person at all. Like when we first started Underlier and first started like playing shows, like I was really serious all the time. Right. And I, I hated it. I hated being serious, but I didn't know like how to like talk to people like me, like just being myself. I don't know why. Like I'd been a vocalist in a band before, but it didn't click for whatever reason. For example, like one show we played for, for Omar's birthday, Shout out to Omar. Shout out to two for, Omar. Two for two. Yeah. He got, he got the shout out in the first episode. Yes, he did. You know, you know what I'm saying? Uh, we'll get him yeah, on here for, soon. Oh, man. He's the best. I love that guy. He actually is on our record. He, he does vocals on Reoccurring Ache. Oh, really? Yeah. that uh, In that, like, the first breakdown. Yeah, he does the vocals. Love that guy. 
yeah so like at his birthday we had like a bunch of leftover over merch so it was like oh dude let's put it all on sale and i'm like when it comes time to talk about it you know i'll make a joke or something everyone's like merch was more expensive than ours so i was like huh can i drag all these bands for not having cheap merch <laughs> and like not come off as a dick i definitely did but i it was it was fine because like everyone knew i was just fucking joking right but except for some of the people in attendance, some of the crowd, <laughs> someone like came up to me outside and like what I said wasn't that bad. Uh, we're the smartest fucking band here because our merch is on sale, unlike these other dumb motherfuckers. <laughs> and I was like, that's called tactics. And someone pulled me aside like after our set and was like, man, these guys must fucking hate you. I'm like, what? like you were just like making fun of them for not having cheap merch <laughs> brother it's a fucking joke yeah like, yeah, yeah come on like we, this is a this is a birthday show you don't think that any of us are friends come on that's funny though i was like come on man like it's that's like, fine yeah yeah it's like taking a comedian's joke serious and pulling them aside and be like hey, yeah you shouldn't have said that it's like you're in a different environment yeah it's like come on come on fucking relax yeah <laughs> right on right on well you know what i'm gonna i'm gonna wrap up the episode thank you so much connor for taking the time to do this with me i feel like we've gotten to know each other a little bit better uh where can the listeners find your band social medias at oh man we got fucking facebook twitter instagram you know we're on the spotify uh title if you got that you want that jay-z fucking premium shit uh <laughs> you know Apple Music, I guess. I don't have Apple Music because I'm smart and I have smoke fucking Spotify. <laughs> so get on that. I don't fucking know. Just look us up. Underlier. We're the memeiest band in Ontario for sure. <laughs> I love Not it. Actually. I love it. Uh, follow us on Twitter though. So because I run the Twitter and I'm hilarious. Uh, if you want to read my haikus, follow us on Twitter. Perfect. I'll make sure to do that. Awesome. So we're going to close the show with Bliss. This is Underlier. Take it easy, Connor. You too, man. Thanks for having me on. Save me.
have it everybody that was my conversation with connor scott and that tune was bliss by underlier thank you for listening to banecdotes again don't forget to like and subscribe rate and review follow us on instagram at banecdotes that's b-a-n-d-e-c-d-o-t-e-s follow us on facebook and if you want to be a part of the show you want to be featured on our monthly recap that we do uh, shoot me an email at banecdotesgmail.com. Take it easy, folks. <laughs>